Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Um, 
And another fourth a, quarter goal from him, though. To be fair, another yeah, that, <laughs> amazing. He's kicked. I think he's averaging a goal a game. They've all come in the fourth quarter. Yep. So, which just lends itself to the, the junk time goals tag, unfortunately. But he is he's working hard for four quarters, which is you know, he's getting goals at the end, I suppose, as the others tire. But he's you know, it's not like he's um, only bobbing up in the fourth quarter for goals. He is um, he is putting in. So you give him that. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's much else to take out of that game. Um, forward line did start to click a bit. We started to get some goals from. Um, from other sources in the absence of Kennedy and, and Ryan and Rioli. Uh, we did get um, yeah, got some goals in the midfield. Uh, well, I suppose I was, that was the challenge coming in as well with the yeah. team that was named. We lost a lot of our creativity up forward and no Kennedy for whatever that's worth. We'll obviously swing around to that as we look at the Bulldogs game later on. But it was a bit of a unusual look to the forward line, not by any stretch the forward line that they would have thrown out there at, you know, at full strength and all this sort of stuff. But... It started to cobble together. I'm wondering if GWS are just that bad, to be honest. And I know, like, it's not sour grapes or you guys are shit having just beat us by 50-odd points, but we're very bad. <laughs> I'm just wondering, you yeah, know, GWS, yeah. did, they let us move the ball a lot more. Have we figured something out? Was it just a good game? Was it, you know, we're, it's hard to know where it sits sort of in isolation, but I guess in the context of the season, the last three weeks have been better on better on better, maybe. Maybe it's clutching at straws. You know we are where yeah. we are, but, but maybe um, Paul in the comments here saying that Jamison's looking great, good competitor. That will uh, feed into our buy sell hold later on, just as a bit of a spoiler for my buy. Because I've said it a few times, and I think we've probably all been in agreement over the last couple of weeks. I didn't know that Jamison had much footy left in him or, no. or in him full stop. I thought he was just a list filler until they got rid of him at the end of the year. We're yeah. certainly trending that way, but he's capitalised on this opportunity and I love Nick Nat. I love him to bits. If he was back this week, I'd have him in in an instant. I didn't expect that we'd get any sort of silver lining from his absence, to be honest, but we sort of have. Yeah, I really didn't think it had come from Gamerson. Um, even with Nick Nat out, I wasn't really expecting him to play a game. Um, hadn't been used in the ruck much at, at Waffle level. Um, and yeah, I thought the history of that number 40 jumper is there's a lot of guys... <laughs> Um, since Troy Wilson left, there's a lot of um, sort of beanpole ruckmen that have come through and spent one or two or three years on the list, never played a game and, and um, been delisted. And I thought he may well have been one of them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, great signs from him. Um, just he's not winning the hitouts, but he's really competitive. Uh, his second efforts are good. He just needs to um, put on a bit of bulk and, um, and sort of put a couple of good games together. And, yeah, we might have... Uh, might have found one there. Like you said with Williams, 36 hitouts for Bailey Williams surprised me. Only 12 for Jamison also surprised me. But from yeah. both of them, I thought Williams' best game as well. So that's something, you know, I think GWS Ruck Division, a little bit down on their luck last week in terms of availability. But you can only play who you can play. And I'm sure GWS were happy yeah. to play us last week, get a little bit of form back on the board. Uh, going through the players, and we've got a comment here from June as well. Connor West, another one that's... He's the reason to watch the Eagles at the moment. It's not always the prettiest thing in the world, but he's a goer and he looks like somebody that gives a shit. And when you're down bad, you just want to know that, well, I give a shit, so hopefully the players do. And he's definitely one that every week he's showing us something. Yeah, he's a real uh, old-fashioned footballer, um, complete with a mullet. And, um, <laughs> yeah, just but he's uh, he's got some speed and he's got some tricks. We saw it... Um, 
particularly I thought against Melbourne, which was his best game at AFL level. But um, mm. yeah, saw some of it as well uh, against the Giants on the weekend. He's um, he's got a bit of toe coming away from the contest, which is something that we're lacking and um, something that I didn't know that he would bring to the table. And, no, not yeah, at all. Uh, you can just see as well he's he's growing in confidence and he's um you know, he's taking the game on and he's uh, sort of faking and and thinking about how to use the ball rather than just banging it on the boot, which is um, a bit of an attribute of a lot of our um, a lot of our midfielders over the past little while. So yeah, a um, couple of uh, really good um, things to take out of that um, out of the the youth in the current squad, and he is still. I know he was a mature age pick, but I think he's only 22 or 23 or something. I think he's 23, so, yeah, something like yeah, that. He's not, not 26, yeah. you know, he's still got yeah. some developing in him. Well, he's younger than Clark, who's the other one that um, Paul's got just through. mentioned there. And, yeah. yeah, nice game from him, though, and, you know, bobbed up, got a goal, which I thought was a nice little moment. Um, look, while we're talking about youth, Brady Hoff, what's going on there? He was the sub, it was a late sub. We've done the Nelson stuff to death, I know, in terms of the off-field, whatever, whatever. Rotham's the same, all these sorts of guys. But he's a guy that just sink games into him, isn't it? Like, can't we just... If he is the difference between us winning and losing, we're a lot closer than we look. I can't believe that we're that close that playing Nelson or Rotham or one of these guys over Hoff is going to be the difference maker. I would just think, don't bother him as the sub. If he's not right, he's not right. Don't play him. But surely, you know... Surely give him a, an extended run, and it's something we will see later on in the week. What, what did you make of that selection, mix? Well, I think he probably wasn't 100%. He didn't do a lot in the waffle the week before, and we did have basically 23 guys to pick from because mm. um, the only guys that were missing were um, Bazo travelled as the emergency, as the 24th man sort of, and Zane True was in the emergency. So we didn't have a lot of option. We couldn't really leave him behind, um, and... Yeah, if he wasn't 100%, then I can see um, why they'd play him as the, as the sub and just give him a run around in the last 10 minutes. Uh, he's in the side this week at the expense mm. of Rotham, which is what you're calling for there. So, yeah, I think you've got your wish and, yeah, looking forward to seeing a full game out of him. I mean, Rotham's an interesting one and it's an overarching theme to the season where I'd like to sink games into him as well, but all things considered, he's not actually that young. And if you can drop a... We've not been in the position to drop players for form of late. There was even chat around Jack Darling this week uh, mm-hmm. in a more public, non-big footy sort of way. I think I think it was maybe Ryan Daniels brought it up or he asked Simo about it. So they're starting to get to the point where they're discussing form rather than availability. I get it. Rotham's got to go. But just, I don't know. Pretty much, I, I just cut the list in half and say, if you're over this side of the line, you can't play. But you must be this young to play. Uh, <laughs> before we move into our buy, sell, hold, another candidate that I will be talking about later on and, and a thing to do with the age discussion here. Luke Shuey made his return. I loved his start. He was really intense. I do understand that you can't just gut the team completely, you know, and, and do my bullshit. You must be this young to play. You do need a few veterans out there. And Shuey was definitely throwing himself around early. Faded and then sort of got subbed out late, got a bit injured and, and this sort of stuff. Where are we with Luke Shuey right now? He's clearly going to play as a midfielder when he plays and you can't not pick your captain. So what's your thought on Luke Shuey's sort of career trajectory, I guess, for the rest of the season and then going forward? Well, when he, yeah, when I saw he got subbed off in the last quarter, I thought that was it for him. I thought one more injury mm. and, yeah, that'd be it. Um, turns out the sub, I think, was tactical as much as anything. Um, he'd well, I said it was his probably, back rather than a hammy, yeah, so... Yeah, 
is back. Um, yeah. I think he he played his minutes and they wanted to give Hoff a run, so uh, they did a sneaky little sub and um, they'll be lucky to get away with it. I think. Um, yeah, he's he's really at that point where, and he shouldn't be playing midfield. He should be playing the sort of role that we've had Petrovsky Seaton play um, this mm. season, which is you know most eighty percent of his time is spent in the forward line, and then he has little pinch hits on ball. Um, but I don't know, he doesn't seem to be able to go at, at um, anything other than top gear and, and in the middle, and whether that's just It's a good body. trait, in yeah. a way, you know, yeah, it's what you it, want. But... It's a, but, yeah, I mean, when guys get to that age, and he's probably a bit younger than some of them, but I'm thinking guys like um, Travis Boak at Port, that, you know, they can play forward and rest forward and just do those little cameos in the middle um, and really the way he's, his age and the way his body's gone that's what he needs to be and I don't know maybe he needs to be convinced of that as much as anything well he got us on the board anyway I think it was our first goal with an absolutely vintage Luke Shuey duck I don't vintage, think I've yeah, seen the, be giving the Port Adelaide um, fans nightmares when they saw that I, like for years I don't think I've seen one as, as pure as that but GWS got one at the other end a minute before so I was it was all right all came out in the wash um I mean June's had a comment in terms of to junk time goals count for much and, and that sort of stuff. Last quarter, second half, we actually won the second half, if you can believe it, Migs. We won the third quarter, if you can believe that as well. Our first quarter for, I think, four or five games that we've won, so that was nice. First quarter, though, GWS got on top early. They really piled the score on, and the Eagles had a good five to ten-odd minute patch. Look, seven goals, three to four goals, one at quarter time. You're down. It's probably more than you'd like to be down at quarter time, but that's about as competitive a quarter as we've played in a long time. Then you couple it with the third quarter. Maybe GWS have the foot off the gas because of the margin, but we actually hung around and, God forbid, won a quarter then. How much do you take out of that kind of going forward as we move into a team? We'll talk about the Bulldogs later, but they're not flying. You know, We're starting to see some opponents. Can we start to do a little bit of damage and hang around for longer in games? Well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? That um, yeah, now we've seen off the Melbournes and the the Brisbans and mm. the Sydneys that we we will start to get a bit of a softer draw and also get some players back. Uh, you know, guys like Weston Jamison will continue to build in confidence, and yeah, we might be able to stick around in games. Um, I'm sure there's an element of the fan base that doesn't want to see us win too much because they've um, they've got their eye on that number one pick. But I don't know. You always go to to footy games wanting to win. Um, I'm sure the players are the same. And, yeah, um, bit of a softer draw coming up. I'm not sure about this week. I think the Bulldogs will be... Um, they're sort of fighting for a spot in the eight, so I think mm. they'll be uh, eyeing us off as a soft kill. But, yeah, after that, we've got Adelaide, Essendon, and the sides that are sort of down the lower reaches, almost with us. No one's quite as bad as us. But, um, yeah, there, there might be some winnable games there. Um, yeah, not I- sure that we'll see one this week. I suppose skewing it negative or critical or however you want to call it, we did discuss last week about this being a good opportunity to say, no, no, we're done with this 10-goal loss stuff. And, okay, technically it wasn't, but it was, you know, another one in the in the long line of big defeats. We wanted them to put a marker down and say, all right, results don't really matter this season, but this would be a great week for the result to matter. Not in terms of the win, but just we talked five-goal loss, you know, something like that. It's sad that that's where we're at, but we were talking that sort of thing. Now, technically, they've failed to meet that mark and they've failed pretty comfortably to meet it, you know. Yeah. Is that... How hard do we go in on them for that? Because the effort was better, I thought, and 
the ball movement was a bit better. The avenue towards goal was a lot better. So, all right, they didn't meet the target that we set for them, though. So do we still have to go in on them for that and say, strictly speaking, it wasn't good enough? Our defence was really leaky. Um, mm. I was thinking about it when you were talking about the first quarter. They, um, they were accurate as anything as well, by the way. They could not miss in that first half. Yeah, but we also couldn't stop anything. Um, mm. Something like their first 13 inside 50s resulted in scores. We didn't get a rebound 50 until like, the last couple of minutes of the first quarter. Jesus. Yeah, just They were going at 100%. Every time they went inside 50, they scored. It was um, amazing. And that's... Um, you know, we weren't missing... We were missing Hearn, but you know, not too much else. Um, not yeah. McGovern, they just they worked out very quickly and went around him. And, um, yeah, they didn't rely too much on the, the key forwards. They were just getting goals from wherever. So, yeah, our, our defence has, um, has held us up a fair bit uh, throughout throughout the years, and particularly this year. And, uh, yeah, they, they got taken advantage of on the weekend. Um, yeah, biggest biggest score that the Giants have ever put against us, 156. Is that what it was? 138, sorry. 138. Um, still a big score, very big score, giving up more than 20 goals. So, um, yeah, I mean, we finally were able to... Um, to kick a few ourselves, but gave up a lot going the other way. So mm. um, that's yeah, that's probably what we need to work on. I think um, for yeah. this week is, is the defence. Big big score. Shall we get into buy sell hold then, Migs? I've sort of teased mine already. I'll start with my buy, which was Jamison. For all the reasons we've discussed, just keep sinking games into him. There might be a contract on the horizon. There might be a player on the horizon. You know, he might be a player for the future sort of situation. So I'm very happy with that. Wrapped with his efforts over the last couple of weeks. Give him a long leash. I know we don't have a lot in terms of ruck options at the moment anyway, healthy ones. But even if he has a stinker this week or whatever it might be, give him a long leash. Is Tim English playing? Are we going to be playing up against Tim English? Like, hey, I think he's, he's in, yeah. He's going to English and, uh, and Jordan Sweet, who we wanted uh, over the off-season, so... Tim English is shit, mate. He's going to smash yeah, him. Get Jamison in there. He's finally got the size advantage on someone. It's um, They'll need to... I don't know about the size advantage because Tim English is about six foot nine. But, yeah, um, but he's this big. It's, it's yeah, a chance for them to win some more hit-outs, I suppose. And the, the real test will be whether they can uh, go with English around the ground because that's his strength. It's, you know, the Dean Cox... Um, Someone pulled me up on that on the board a few weeks ago when I made that comparison because they said Cox actually won the hitouts as well, which is fair. But um, Cox actually, you know, he he pioneered that um, Ruckman as the fifth mil- midfielder role, and mm. yeah, that's that's English's strength around the ground. He's um, linking up and, and also getting forward and kicking goals. So yeah, well, he's Janice followed Gorn around last home game, yeah. running around with yeah, Gorn, and now running around with English. See where he goes. Very different sort of Ruckman. Maybe not yeah. a ruckman of the same caliber, in my opinion, but certainly very good at what he does in terms of getting around the ground. Follow him around, tagging yeah. him, you know, just follow him around, see where he goes, learn a lesson, get into it. Uh, a buy from yourself, Mix. Who who stood out for you? Uh, I'll go for Winder because he was, I think, he was my hold last time. Um, yep. I'll go for him as a buy. Yeah, great game. Um, Ryan and Rioli still a few weeks away, so uh, Petrocelli's a few weeks away, so. We, Really, um, another one we get to take the opportunity to pump some games into him, and yeah, um, bobbed up with three goals. Uh, only gets ten possessions a game. It probably needs to. Sort of, he seems to be playing, I think, a bit of a high half forward role, so he probably needs to connect a bit more. But um, yeah, certainly a lot to work with. 
Let me just stall for time as I try and find out his time on ground because uh, the the tank was something. You know, there's a lot of not criticism, but there was obviously that thing with his dad. If you didn't see it, where there was a bit of back and forth on social media, where his dad was saying, "How come my kid's the only one not playing?" And there's been something keeping him out of the side when we've had not much availability. So I wonder if it's a fitness thing. But no, seventy eight percent time on ground. Obviously, kicked his goals and and two of them in quick succession as well were really quite classy. He could move in traffic. So, yep. good luck to him. Light up. Go for it. Uh, Greg in the comments here. Wait, this is a big one. Here we go. Uh, JD works hard off the ball, extremely. It's easy to blame the forwards when they're not kicking goals. You could also argue the midfield aren't doing enough to provide the service. You could then argue that the midfield aren't doing enough to help the backs. So that would stack up as to why we get smashed every game. Rushed in too soon without minutes slash fitness. Uh, We haven't won a game since Nick went down. But in fairness, Greg, I don't know that we were flying too well with with him. But obviously, back-to-back. Uh, best and fairest, so I'd suggest most clubs are going to be worse without him, yeah. Uh, we haven't looked dangerous. Oh, hello. That has cut off the comment because it's so long. Give us a part two on that one. Anyway, we'll get into the hold. My hold, uh, Migs. Oh, you can go first. I'll tell you what, I went first on the buy. You uh, go first on the hold and uh, and I'll get into it. No, no, you go first and I'll have to think of one. Perfect. Tom Barras is my hold. He, uh, like you said, the back line didn't do so well. Uh, it's a lot to ask that they save us every single week. Uh, and yet, you know, you look at his numbers, where are we? Four disposals, not great. Zero marks, which is unbelievable. Uh, zero tackles. And I know people go, oh, they're defenders. Why do they have such low tackle numbers? But you can almost understand it with the style that he plays. You know, you'd still like to see them lay tackles. But to be honest, the ball use was so clean coming in. It wasn't hitting the ground too often inside 50. And there wasn't really much opportunity for him. So... Brass, bad game, having a very good year, all in on Tom Brass, so he will be my hold. Oh, Greg coming in with the yeah. last little part of his comment here. says, credit to the boys. Oh, thank you for that. I love credit to the boys uh, for putting a pot out each week. It's been a tough season. Well, we'll be here. We'll be here just yeah. fudging our way through it until it turns, and then when it turns, we'll have something to celebrate, hopefully. Uh, Migs, give us a hold. Um, yeah, thanks, Greg, and sorry I gave you so much shit when you were playing for South Australia. Um, sorry, that's a cricket reference. You won't get that. Um, no, we've done that one before, I believe, yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah, my hold was going to be you know, oh, Jake Waterman. Um, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, put a nice game together. Um, played deeper, which is sort of the role he's played more at waffle level and, and uh, dominates in the waffle when he goes back there. Um, doesn't get the opportunity to do it too much with Kennedy and Darling, but yeah, he seemed to be playing deeper and was a bit of a target. And um, sorry, if we do <laughs> heroes and villains, we might get some swearing in. Um, yeah, uh, Jake Waterman thought he played well, and um, yeah, another one who really needs to show a bit, I think, in the absence of uh, some of his um, bigger name teammates. Yeah, and he's had moments this year. I mean, he's had moments his whole career, basically. He is a bit in and out, but yeah. I don't know. Good on him. Kicked. Had a nice game on the weekend. Kicked a couple, yeah, didn't he? So I think both of his goals came from set shots, and they were really deep set shots as well. So that's um, he can kick a good one. A yeah, I, I'm going back. I think was it 2020 in the hub, 2020 in the hub, oh, and he kicked he, a goal he, on quarter time. Absolutely yeah. boomed one, and that was the goal. I mean, the season turned out shit in the end, but at the time, that was the goal that saved the season because it was huge. So yeah, good on him sticking around. Uh, Luke Shuey. Miguel, he will be my sell. We discussed it earlier. I don't think he has it in him to not play midfield. Like you said, he's competing 100% at all times. His body's been letting him down. 
He's still got decent footy in him. Obviously, maybe not to that caliber that he had. He's got decent footy in him, and I can see that, especially the first quarter. He came out swinging, you know, really intense, trying to lift people up. You could see him out there coaching sort of on the fly. I'm not one of these people that's going to bag him out or say he needs to wrap it up or anything like that. Like you, if he gets hurt, I think this is it. Every time he stays on the ground for a, half a second too long, I think, well, that's it for Shuey. So maybe he will look in the offseason at finishing it up, but in terms of where he rates, in terms of stocks, he's got to be a sell because he can't stay on the park. I like him in fits and starts, but we're not in a mode at the moment, I guess, to let him soak up midfield minutes. We need to move away from him. So he's unfortunately, I think he's got to be my sell. Yeah, that's fair. Um, can't remember who I had for mine. Oh, um, <laughs> Patrick Nash, partly yeah. because he's been dropped this week. Um, only had eight touches. Um yeah, not sure. We we were using Nelson on a wing um, and probably Gaff a bit on the other one or Clark. And, yeah, not sure where he played. He might have been forward a bit. Um, just seemed to get lost. Uh, dropped this week. Yeah, fading a bit. So that was the only reason I had him as my as my cell. I'd like to see, like to see him get back in the side. Um, yep. But, yeah. Let's then move on to a little bit of news because it was a, a week where we saw a couple of things in the last few days. Uh, last week, we saw Oscar Allen and Luke Edwards moved to the inactive list. So we've got a couple of picks in the mid-season draft. Not that I'm planning on doing Migs too much of a full preview on that, but given where we sit on the ladder, uh, given that we'll have a high pick in the draft, hopefully the first overall pick in the draft, I would say, you know, we've got an option to come in, find a guy. We found Connor West last year. We sort of know a little bit more what we're looking for this year. It's a shame that Allen's done for the year. It's a shame that Edwards is done for the year. But you can sort of capitalise on it by getting an extended look at a couple other guys. Yeah, um, Jai Cully's the name that's floating around. It's the one that everyone wants, even though they've probably seen about 60 seconds of vision of him. Um, but he, YouTube highlights have yeah. never lied. Yeah. Um, just the description of him sounds like exactly what we need. A 193-centimetre um, midfielder that can win his own ball and has nice disposal. So, yeah, where do I sign? Um, yeah. yeah. So, hopefully we go young. I mean, there's talk about Jake Florenka, who um, looked good when he did play that one game from us. But um, I just worry about how many you know, 25-year-old waffle midfielders that we're, we're pulling up. You, know, yeah. you, you can't rely solely on that. And... Um, yeah, we're going to need to start building through the draft rather than, yeah, when you, when you sign 25-year-olds, it um, does seem like you're just topping up and you know, we've got nothing to top up for at the moment. Yeah, um, for sure. Just on the mid-season draft, do you think, because last year we obviously had the two picks, we came away with two WA boys. We're in a zone now where we're looking for talent rather than looking for maybe a diamond in the rough, which I think last year they were looking for, is there a Kelly that we've missed or is there a gem that's going to be good for us so we can get ahead of the curve on it? Yeah. Do you think they're going to be happier to extend it interstate and really look at these guys as a long-term option, almost like an advance on this national draft that's coming up? Or do you still think that, you know, given the calibre of talent, it's not a criticism, you can find guys, but they're in the mid-season draft, you'd think for a reason. Do you think they're just going to see who they've got, not, not miss the next Kelly, or they're going to really expand it wide and see if they can get a contributor in this? I hope it's the former, um, no, the latter. <laughs> forget, which, forget which order you put them in. I hope, I hope they one. look nationwide. I mean, the, yeah. um, the the 
was might have been an issue last season with borders and stuff. And you know, if you drafted, I've considered uh, that, yeah. If you drafted, you know, Jai Cully from Dandenong Stingrays last year, whether you could get him over here in time to play on your footy this year, yep. um, that won't be an issue. Um, won't be an issue this year. So, yeah, I mean, um, those guys put themselves in the draft. They'll be signing up to go anywhere. Um, and there's not, you know, apart from the top-ups, um, you know, Florinka and Bailey Rogers and those sort of guys, I don't know that there's much... Um, that's being talked about as sort of young um, draft eligible uh, uh, waffle based players, like you know some of the guys that missed out last missed out in the draft last season that we looked at, like um, Ditmar and Josh Brown, who's playing our waffle side. Mm. Um, they're not really being talked about as being you know, worthy of getting on an AFL list just yet. So yeah, hopefully they do go. Um, do go interstate at least with that first pick, and then I think if they do that and they pick up someone you know, young and exciting uh, and a midfielder, we don't particularly want any tools. Um, yeah, I suppose Wade Dirks and that, that Peel, who's um, another, who's a key forward, the other one is, is the one from WA that's being talked about. So he's a free top up, I believe. So we, I, I suppose, you can draft people off other well, top up yeah. lists. He's he's in the draft. Yeah, he's playing for yeah. Peel, but he's um he's in the draft, so we could take him. And you know, Frio could then turn around and take Florenka off us. So um, <laughs> yeah, turnabout's fair play. But yeah, I think play um, fans will want to see someone young and exciting. If it's not Cully, then you know, someone who they can get on YouTube and look at the highlights package and get excited about um, with that first pick. And then if we take Florenka or someone with the second pick, I think they'll be. They'll yeah, I right. think that, that's probably but, the way they're going to go. Knowing um, absolutely nothing about anything, that's just my gut feel would be they'd circle back in and pick him up. If they're happy enough to play him and use him as a top-up, I would have thought they'd give him a look. Uh, in the comments here, nothing wrong with selecting an older player. 25 is a great age for a player to come into the AFL, body ready by playing against other mature players. How often do you see an 18-year-old uh, come in and be a star? Walsh, probably the most recent, but maybe not even Rao cutting it of late. I suppose... My response to that would be it's not so much about trying to find a star, although that would be nice, or trying to find a steady contributor in terms of... If you compare our list profile with North, for example, I think they could benefit from some more mature-age bodies because they are chock-a-block full of kids who haven't quite come on yet, getting thrown to the wolves. You saw it a little bit with the expansion sides as well. There's a time and a place for a mature body to come and lighten the load a bit. I think where the Eagles' list profile is right now, we need to just embrace youth. And if we can get somebody who's a best 30 option, not even a best 22 option, ostensibly for free ahead of the national draft, I'd do that. If you're telling me the guy we pick up, you know, in the first pick this year, in the mid-season draft, if he's sort of a emergency caliber, sort of best 22 to 30s type guy next year, that's great. That's what we want, rather than, as you say, topping up with somebody who's a bit ready and a bit more probably instant impact, but they won't be the difference between us being good or bad this year. I'd rather skew the list profile a bit um moving on migs i've got one more piece of news here it is tom cole signed an extension uh end of 2025 premiership defender cops a bit of flack here and there but some weeks he's the hero and some weeks he's the villain very much so so i think we've missed him this year we've certainly just missed having another option we saw him play small defense we saw him moved up to the wing a little bit at times i think he's a decent guy to have around the club I'm, i'm pretty high on tom cole absolutely 
Yeah, uh, and particularly with Shepard gone, um, we are really missing him this year as someone who can play on like the Charlie Camerons and guys like that. But um, yeah, Cameron sort of Cameron tore Rotham a new one. Um, yeah, so I, I think we're missing Cole for that role in particular. Um, probably had his best game, uh, best season for the club last season. Um, I think finished something like seventh in the best and fairest. Um, so yeah, his injury came at a really bad time. Um, mm. Has been pretty durable. He hasn't missed too many games um, through injury before that. So, yeah, hopefully this injury is a once-off. And uh, what? So a three-year contract would take him through. Then he'd have ten years on the list. So he'd be about twenty-eight or twenty-nine. So that sounds about right. Yeah, um, yeah pretty happy with that. He won't be on big money. Um, seems like a popular team man. He was talking in his interview about uh, wanting to become more of a leader. So as the guys like uh, Shuey and Hearn and Kennedy start to step down, that'll probably uh, come for him. So, yeah, looking, I think, yeah, good move. Um, good show of faith from him in the club in particular because uh, times like this would be a pretty easy time for um, players to start to jump off. So, yeah, um, good result all round, I think. Yeah, and we saw that last week in terms of Chesser extending before having even played for us and having to just sit around in a moon boot interstate. Club's going very badly at the moment. You know, he's still happy to commit, so that was nice to see. Uh, Migs, I mentioned that Cole is sometimes the hero, sometimes the villain. Do you want to do heroes and villains this week? Do you have a a long runway to come in off of instead (laughs) of Keys? No, I haven't thought about it at all, so no. (laughs) Probably skip it. I will just say that some of the media beat up this week that I've seen, the Fox footy nonsense... In general, uh, I mean, there's all that stuff going on at North. I want North to do quite poorly in in the scheme of things, so I'm happy to buy into it, but I recognise it's probably a bit of beat-up. It's just all this nonsense week in, week out about, you know, they build up Melbourne and then they tell you that Melbourne aren't aren't unbeatable. Then they build up Freo and then now Freo have had a reality check and they just just simmer down. Let them play for five minutes. Let teams yeah. figure out who they are. Stop jumping to the end at round one or round five or whatever it might be. And now, what is it, round 10, round 11, and they're telling us, oh, no, that team was crap. Just settle down. Settle down, Fox Footy. Yeah, uh, there's a need to, um, to yeah, generate content and generate clicks and it's just... sort of become self-perpetuating. And Kane Corns, who the villain of the week is named after, I think. Um, it is. Expert of great man. Just says something controversial and then... Um, whoever he says it about, this person reacts, back and then yeah, and then so Kane snaps back and gets another headline. Uh, Sam in the comments here saying that Caro is going to have North are going to Tassie on a headstone. I think they should go to Tassie, and I could do a full length pod as to why they don't deserve a priority pick and to why they need to get the fuck out. But uh, don't always see eye to eye with Caro, but maybe maybe she's got something something right there. There's a lot of news about, not news, but. Uh, Rumours, I suppose, about Simo and North and all this sort of stuff. Just settle down, guys. When you know, tell us. And before then, just shut up. Stop speculating. Migs, let us move into the preview then. Round 11, we play the Western Bulldogs. We play at home. It's a venue that we're terrible at and we haven't won at for (laughs) nearly a full calendar year now. Uh, and yet, earlier on in the show, June, I will scroll up and find your comment, said that she had a little bit of a feeling. I know we're shit, but I actually think the dogs might be gettable this week. Don't ask me why. I can't justify the feeling. No worries Don't. at all, Mix. Why, uh, um, 
What's going on? Are we a chance? Are we going to show some more footy? Are we going to break that 30-point margin that we've been desperate to break? Uh, you mean score more than 30 points? I hope so. Um, Either or. Get within 30. Um, yeah, look, we might put up a good showing. Um, Bulldogs aren't setting the world on fire. I think they're a much better team than us. Uh, they're coming over pretty with a pretty strong side. Um, I know Bailey Smith's missing. I can't think of too many others um, that are out of their side at the moment. So, um, yeah, we'll have our work cut out for us. But, um, yeah, look, I don't... Yeah, can't see us winning this game. Um, we've these, got a these bit... are, it's another team, though, Migs, that um, you look at who they've beaten, and we did this last week in reverse for GWS, where... Yeah. Their losses were all to good sides and their wins were some pretty poor sides. The Dogs lost to the Demons, lost to the Blues. All right, they beat the Swans, so that's a good scalp for yep. sure. Lost to the Tigers, beat North Melbourne, lost to the Crows. They beat the Bombers. So basically, in short, they've beaten the Swans, which is good, and then they've beaten the Roos, the Magpies, the Suns, and the Bombers. None of those are massively inspiring wins. And lost to Adelaide. And lost to Adelaide. It's... It's not, and lost yeah. to Port for whatever that's worth, but we played them into form at that point. Yeah, that's been a little bit good. They were um, in, the, in the grand final last year, so, you know, the list is obviously good. And on paper, you look at it and go, Jesus, that's a good side. Yeah. And they might well get us. I'm not, I'm not thumping the table saying, you know, load up on the Eagles or anything. But again, is this another one like last week where you might go, okay, we can show something, we can keep it respectable and, and sort of start to see the Eagles build a little bit of a style of footy? Yeah, uh, I'll just agree with June in the comments there. I agree. I think North need to be folded or you know, dumped down to the VFL and um, and Tassie comes in because Tasmania don't want to um they don't Get want the to they don't want to relocate a team. Get the check jumpers up. going. Names, Get the whole the organization. They need to find some other um, Tasmanian creature that no one else has heard of. And, I love the Jack Jumpers. I was explaining it to somebody at work and just saying... Oh, I hated it when it first came in. This is why. I was like, no one knows what the fuck a Jack Jumper is, but they all seem to like it. It's not for me. It's for them. So good on them. You know, GWS have it. Collingwood have it, I think, in terms of a netball side and a football side and all that. Just have the Jack Jumpers. Have them (laughs) be everything. Big Bash League, soccer, bloody whatever else they got. Footy, give them everything. Jack Jumpers. It's the way of the future. Salty role with the Tasmanian government. Um, so what were we talking about before then? The Bulldogs. Game. I think we were talking about the footy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll yeah, throw the ins and outs up on the board here for us while you while you go there, Mick. Um, they're gettable. We've got a, a, a almost a settled lineup for the first time in a while. We only had three changes last week. We only got three changes this week. Um, they're pretty standard changes. Uh, Kennedy comes in for Dixon. That's an obvious one. Even though I thought Dixon played alright on the weekend. Mm, he did. Um, Hoff comes in for Rotham, who we've talked about as uh, being a little bit out of form um, all season, uh, and yeah, and wanting to pump games into Hoff. And uh, Petrovsky Seaton comes in for Nash, who was my sell because he's um, starting to fade a bit. And poor blokes played every game, um, which no one else has had to do. Hmm. So yeah, good changes, um, fairly settled side. Uh, it's um, exciting to see some of the youth come through. Um, we need if uh, if the Bulldogs aren't going to have sort of the ruck dominance over us that other clubs have had recently, then we need to take advantage of that. We probably need to see a bit more from Kelly, who 
I think he got 10 clearances on the weekend, but they weren't particularly clean clearances. And you know, Kelly, when he's up and firing, he's winning the ball out of the middle and just bursting forward and delivering inside 50. And um, we didn't see too much of that with his 10 clearances on the weekend. So um, they'd see a bit. Uh, they'd see a lift from him, I think. Um, Shuey, hopefully, only just um, doing some little cameos in there. Um, yeah, some more development from Connor West and Greg Clark in the middle. Push Gaff out to a wing for Christ's sake. Um, yeah, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, look, I, I think they're gettable. I don't think we'll get them. Um, but I could see it going one of two ways. Either we, uh, we have a really good... Uh, competitive effort and give them a scare and lose by four or five goals or they just demolish us and we, we just add to our list of 60 plus losses this season a list of woes like you say look if you ask me to seriously consider what I thought was going to happen and, and tell you what I think is most likely there is a version of this game where the dogs get on top early and they clearly have a great list on paper they're a bit you know up one week down the next they have a good week they get on top they've got a great forward line Midfield's pretty good too. Just, you know, I can see them getting on a roll. Now, what do I want to happen? Maybe not what I think is going to happen, but if I'm being optimistic and saying we're building, you know, week on week, we've got a somewhat settled, like you said, a somewhat settled lineup. We've got Kennedy and Darling to kick to in terms of it'll finally allow them to hopefully leave somebody home. So we've got an outlet if we do win the footy, not press up that high. The small forwards, like, let's, let's pretend Cripps is in form. Let's pretend that's what form looks like. You know, Winders have, coming off his best game. There's something there. Barras will want to come back after a lean week. So there's, you know, a few good talls there in the dogs. But you know, that, that prick Waitman, is he still injured? I think he's still gone. So no, at least I, I don't have to fine. watch him. Is he yeah, back? Sorry. That's he's all right. I'll get to boo him. You see? It's a win-win. <laughs> you see how it's glass half full, this stuff, Migs. It's all, it's all how you look at it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the big one... We go to the midfield all the time, but the ruck battle mix. We've talked about English. He's got the motor. He takes you all around the ground. What he doesn't do is play in the ruck. He's no good. 17th in hitouts per game are the dogs. Jamison, you know. Are we so he, I'll find out for you. I can't expect <laughs> that we're too too high up. But, uh, look, Jamison doesn't have the size advantage on many people, but Tim English, pretty small. It might be a, a somewhat funnier battle. Where are we in here? Apparently, we're 17th in hitouts per game as well. Here okay. we go. Who's going to be the tiebreaker? We are both tied in 17th, 27.2 per game. So this, Excellent. Let, let's start there. Two scrawny bean poles, one of whom is learning how to ruck, and the other one has no interest in learning how to ruck but plays his own game. Is this another opportunity for Jamison? You know, just see, see what he's got. Bailey Williams build off some form, and maybe we can actually start getting some first use because for the first time in a while, we're not playing a recognised ruck division. Yeah, the next test will be actually winning those hitouts to advantage. It's you know, mm. not enough to just win the hitouts if you're hitting it to and you know, Trelaw and uh, Bontempelli when he goes in there and oh, who else? Bailey Bontempelli when he goes in the ruck, by the way, because that's something yeah, insane yeah. that they do. Well, they probably won't do that. I think if they're going to play both of um, Sweet and English, um, but yeah, uh, Tom Liberatore's clearance expert. So, yeah, we, no, it's not going to be just enough to win the ruck. We actually have to win the ball out of the middle because that's what we've seen in the past five or six weeks of this losing streak is that when we don't get the ball straight out of the middle and, and go inside 50, when we've got to build from defence, we just can't do it because um, you know, the, the players are really unsure of what, they, what they're what they supposed to be doing. They end up 
know, they'd try a few times to kick it inside the corridor and turn it over and then go back to the old game plan of kicking it down the wing to a stationary contest and, yeah, we just get no sort of fluidity in our ball movement and that's what's led to having the really low inside 50 counts and the really low scores and we had you know, scores below 40 for mm. most of those really big losses um, and, yeah, finally sort of turned it around on the weekend. But, um, yeah, so really winning the ball out of the middle is going to be key. Um, so, yeah, it's not... It'll be a good opportunity for Jamison and Williams um, to... Uh, to get the hit up, hit out numbers up a bit against English, but um, they'll uh, are we competing with foot, footy classified. No, so, no, there's a, uh, a bit of a back and forth oh, in terms of media. Seven. Yeah, okay. Media discussion: uh, who's who's got the rights and who's going where in terms of moving a team. Anyway, sorry, keep going. I've actually, yeah, I've actually not sort of. I'm not digesting any of that stuff lately. I just can't. It's nice, isn't it? it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not enough to just for the guys to win the hit-outs, which you know, it's a good opportunity for them to do that, but we actually need to win the ball out of the middle. And we've got, you know, we, we don't have Yo and we don't have... Um, uh, actually, we're not really missing much apart from Yo and Sheed, Sheed. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, Kelly's in there. Um, Redden's in there as a role player. You know, West and Clark as, as the youngsters um, who are in, you know, inside mid-specialists. So... Really, there's no excuses for us not to uh, not to be winning the, winning the ball straight out of the middle and yeah, giving our forwards a bit of supply and actually giving them a chance at that um, kicking a competitive score. So let's build off that then, Migs, in terms of you talked about Clark, you talked about West. The midfield is as healthy as it's been for however long. Uh, with that comes the opportunity to play on the ball, but also comes the opportunity to push the younger guys off the ball to get bread and touches to get Kelly involved, to get Shuey involved. And, you know, we're trying to have a look at maybe a few different options. So with that, uh, Connor West seems to have found a bit of a niche. Do you reckon he's going to play midfield minutes in terms of, do you think it's going to be more midfield stuff proper on ball or they're going to squeeze him onto a flank, squeeze him onto a wing inside, outside? What do you reckon for West? Mm, I did notice he was named on a flank, but yeah, I hope the form that he's shown in the past couple of weeks uh, and he's probably been almost our best midfielder in both of those games. So, um, yeah, really hope that he continues with that. And it's, um, yeah, someone like Shuey who's pushed to the uh, pushed onto the flank and the outside a bit because that's you know, preservation for him as much as anything. And True. Uh, Petrusky Seaton coming in, they haven't really wanted to use him in the middle too much that I've seen. So he, no, so he was my next one. Where, where is yeah. he lining up? Not, not where do you want him to line up. Where is he lining up? Lining up. Yeah, look, hopefully... I, I think Connor West will be in the first bounce. Um, so he'd probably go what, West Kelly. Oh, God. West Kelly, Redden. Shuey. Shuey. I'll start with Shuey. Yeah. Um, yeah, good question. Maybe Redden comes off a wing. Uh, Petrovsky Seaton, I think, plays probably mostly forward. Yeah. All pink hits. Um, that's what he's been doing most of the year. Um He's come in for Naish. I think that's probably... I would like to see Nelson used as a defensive forward. Um, okay. But Daniels think, or, or Daniel yeah, or, or... Or Bailey Dale, either or. Okay. Um, but I don't think it'll happen. I think, yeah, Nelson probably plays wing and, uh, and Petrovsky seaton plays forward. Maybe gets the odd the midfield rotation. Uh, so the next one sort of is a tandem act, I suppose, because they're... 
I guess in my mind, they're interchangeable in terms of who's eating the minutes for each other. Greg Clark, Andrew Gaff. Is Gaffy going to play inside and Clark's going to play on the wing or are they actually going to put them in the right spot this week? No. Okay. Gaff in the middle, Clark will be coming off a wing. And Great stuff. Understand it, but like... Great stuff. Uh, prove me wrong, Simo. Prove me wrong. I agree. Now, Jermaine Jones, that's the last one. He's a halfback flanker now, correct? That's just is what it is. Uh, it's not an experiment yeah. anymore. But... Um, I didn't pick him as my buy this week, mostly because I think I've done it, I think, maybe twice already in the three weeks before that. Um, yeah. yeah, really liking him there. Um, I think that's his spot. Um, I think I said it last week. He brings a just brings a point of difference. Um, he, you know, is probably the one guy coming out of there that can run a bit and break the lines and uh, and bite off the dangerous kick as well. So, um, yeah, really liking that. As long as he doesn't get um, beaten by his opponent because he, he's a bit small. He's obviously not a an experienced defender, but he's um, he seems he to wound up on. Green last week, Toby Green. Yeah, I don't think we want just that a too. lot. What a weird. I don't know how that's happened, or if GWS manufactured it, or whatever it was. But no, because I think Witherden actually was on Green a lot of the time, and every now and then that gets back to my point. I think about how much we're missing Cole because I think uh, that would be a much better mm. matchup than either of those guys. That's um, true. Nothing. Something against... I want to watch this week, just very quickly, while you brought up Witherden. When we allow teams to go coast to coast, or when we turn the ball over. Uh, quite high up the ground and it comes back in a big way. I'm not sure what it is with the way we're setting up, but I've noticed at home games lately, I'm sure it happens everywhere, but I've just noticed it, you know, obviously notice the build-up play at home a lot more. Witherden is our last man in defence so often. And I first mm. noticed it with Lynch in the Richmond game. He kept getting isolated out the back on Lynch. And it wasn't obviously that that was the matchup. It's because we've built up in a particular way and then they work. the other team works their way down the wing very easily, bang, bang, bang. And then a deep kick into the guy on sort of the what you know the weak side, I guess, always winds up with Witherden being stuck in the shit. So whether they fix that or whether they think it needs fixing, obviously the solution would be don't turn the ball over up the field. But yeah, I just, ideal. I just don't want to see, you know, if it comes out the back and Gov gets beaten in a one-on-one and a guy strolls into an open goal, I'll be a bit flat, but whatever. But just stop giving him the free hit where Witherden is our deepest guy on the wing, so he has to cover the whole bloody length of the ground on the wing and he keeps winding up on, it'll be Norton this week or Lynch or yeah. whoever it might be. Yeah, Unreal. especially when we're playing, we're still playing the three key backs. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what, you should be one, one of them home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Harry Edwards, bless him, isn't going to be offering much up the ground. So, yeah, yeah. when him as the, as the deepest defender. Very strange. Uh, I'm still arguing right. about um, the footy, footy classified most shows in the comments. Uh, just in terms of if there's too much footy media, who's consuming well, it? Yeah. You know, is there a demand for it? What would the streaming options for it be? I think the answer is everybody just needs to watch this show because yeah, we'll, well. we'll tell you loosely what we think and what we really probably haven't yeah. researched at all. And who cares about the rest? They don't talk about the Eagles on the other shows, nor should no. they. We're shit. Let us talk about the Eagles. It'll be well, fine. Well, they do talk about us when they want to sink the boots in. Oh, yeah, they talk about the hippie club for nine weeks in a row. But let's, you know, we'll try and keep it on field. So with that, Migs, let's do some predictions. Uh, is this the week that the Eagles break that mythical five-goal margin? Or <laughs> do you reckon that the dogs are going to get us early and then really kick on? I'll be confident this week. I think, yeah, we'll get within four goals. So I'll pick Jesus by, 20, by 23. So just within four goals. Um, I wonder what the line is. I know we were eight bucks. Um, gamble responsibly. I will find and, that for and, you now, there, Migs. But yeah. I mean, 
I'm trying to think. We had a percentage yeah. boosting 50 odd point loss. So if we only got done by 20 odd points, I tell you what, we might finish what? the round in 17th if we're not careful. Yeah. Bevel will make the Bulldogs walk home if they do that. Um, yeah, best of field. I think uh, Kelly will yeah will thrive on the uh, the hitouts to advantage from Jamison and Williams. Uh, I reckon the dogs will probably win by about forty odd points there, Mig. So that's the line. Pretty, so pretty yeah, load up from you. load up on the Eagles on the line responsibly, and <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Kelly best of field. So load up on him for the uh, Ilya Grigich medal or whatever it's called. Nicely done. I was I was wondering which who or how you'd go there, but yeah, nicely done. Well done. Oh, uh, I should have gone McDougal. Oh, Andrew McDougal medal. Andrew McDougal. He was my favourite player growing up. Really? Like when he when he was on the list, and then when he was off the list, my next favourite player became Jamie Graham. I've got a real tendency <laughs> of of picking him. I don't know what young Badge was thinking, but I tell you what, he uh, he didn't have good taste. All right, I reckon the dogs will win. I think they're going to win pretty comfortably, sadly, but I'm going to pretend that I'm optimistic about it. I will say, in, in all honesty, the Brisbane game was better than the week before. The Melbourne game was better than the Brisbane game. Giants game's been better than the Melbourne game. Maybe we're due a reality check, or maybe we're due, you know, due for a result. Not, not a win. Just pump the brakes. But an actual competitive win a couple of quarters. Hell, we even won a quarter, then we won a half against the Giants. So... Stem the bleeding for a bit. We've seen that the Eagles still have a five or ten minute patch of footy in them, which is nice. You throw two or three of those together. You stop the bleeding for a quarter. You go down by five goals. We get the number one pick in the midseason draft still, but people are a little bit happier. And, you know, it sort of just wins for everybody. Let's do that. When the so, North uh, play, and that's, um, we're all going to be watching that score, aren't we? When, yeah, oh, in terms of Did death riding North. Or yeah. rather the opposite, I suppose. Opposite cheering North on so we get that top pick. Let's have a look. North Melbourne play St Kilda on Sunday afternoon. So we will know okay. what needs to be done. We can watch the live ladder and see if we're coming away with uh, the greatest mid-season draft pick of all time or, or not. Uh, who's going to be best on ground for the Eagles? I will say, I mean, Connor Weston, obviously, just because he's fun. You know what? I'll say Tom Barras. He's going to have a tough task. They're going to be, you know, pumping it in again and again and again. But he's held up before under those conditions. Bad week last week. Bounce back in style. Tom Brass is going to be our best player. Uh, I reckon that will do it from us for the week. Migs, yeah. if we show something, we might do two shows next week. If you we want me to continue show something? To... Hang on a second. Oh, Jesus what? Christ, where is this nope. going? No, no, hang on a minute. No, no, no. <laughs> Migs, you come on. Show something. Come on. No, it's if the Eagles... Nine o'clock, isn't it? We can... No. Is it, what's the watershed? Not yet. Uh, if the Eagles show something, we might have two shows for you coming up next week. If the Eagles turn in a similar enough performance, I think just the one for now is uh, is going to do do what it is. But I will say next week, if we talk to you next Thursday, we will have some mid-season draft days to review. So let's see what happens there. Some Some fresh blood, maybe a win. Maybe an honourable loss, and uh, and we'll go from there, Mick. So thanks very much for jumping on the show. Okay. Uh, we'll just um, before we go, we'll just read through the uh, the two hundred nominations for the mid season draft for June. Um, <laughs> oh, come on, there man. is there is a list floating around, and also can I have a third go at uh, naming the best um, the best on ground medal? Um, yeah, go on. Because I really really should have named it after um, Robbie West, who played for the Bulldogs after he left the Eagles. Um, mm, I think McDougal's McDougal's better. It's Connor's dad. 
All right, there you go. That's fine. That's nice. Nicely done. Uh, okay, actually, last thing before we go, Mig. Sorry, just remind us then because we do have people asking about mid-season draft. Who do you want with that presumably first overall pick? Uh, I won't say Cully because I really don't think we'll select him. Um, so there was a South Australian bloke named Carmichael or something who sounded good. So I'll go for him. It's the um, cutting edge insight that we offer that Fox Footy. Yeah. Some bloke named yeah. Carmichael. Some bloke named Carmichael might have played for West Adelaide or North Adelaide or um, East Adelaide. I don't know. The Bearcats, one of them. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Uh, thank, thank you to everybody in the comments who's been following along. We will join you next week, maybe for two shows. I mean, if we have a win, I'd be hard-pressed not to do a live stream from the ground. But uh, <laughs> certainly we'll talk to you next week and uh, we'll, we'll recap where we've gone with the draft. Recap how things went against the dogs, and we will look to the crows, I believe it is, and then a buy. So let's let's see what happens this week, guys. Stay positive, fingers crossed, and uh, and we'll see you this time next week. Bye for now. Bye.